This is KHOL News. I'm Will Walkie. Today, we'll be hearing a story from the Rocky Mountain Community Radio Collective about oil and gas revenues in Colorado. But first, U.S. Congress meets today to formally count the electoral votes of President-elect Joe Biden's victory over Donald Trump in November. During that time, lawmakers of the Senate or House can object to the election results in any state. And several Wyoming lawmakers have said they will use that power, including U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis. This decision has sparked contentious debate among the state's GOP that demonstrates the divides persistent in Wyoming's dominant political party. Lummis, who was elected this November, signed a letter with 10 other senators that said the 2020 election, quote, featured unprecedented allegations of voter fraud. They cited no evidence to support these baseless claims. Wyoming's sole House representative, Liz Cheney, has spoken outwardly against Lummis, saying these types of objections establish a, quote, tyranny of Congress, which steals power from the states and those within them. The official Wyoming Republican Party leadership has not kept their opinion secret on this. They want local lawmakers to object to this election. They've circulated petitions and letters supporting Lummis and asking others to follow her lead. Meanwhile, Teton County's Republican Party has a slightly different stance, stating, quote, We ask our elected officials in Cheyenne and Washington, D.C. to respect the Constitution and the lawful vote of the people and ensure an orderly transition to power. This statement comes less than a month after a Stop the Steal rally was held in Jackson and endorsed by the party online. What exactly might happen within the ranks of the Wyoming GOP once Biden is sworn in on January 20th is unclear. But one thing is for sure. Its ranks are split right now. For KHOL News in Jackson, I'm Will Walkie. Across Colorado, oil and gas companies pay for a lot more than just jobs and equipment. They pay taxes that fund countless public services. So what does it mean for a local government if oil and gas revenues become more uncertain? Matt Hoish from KOTO in Telluride, Colorado has more. Carrie Andrew has a problem with her 2020 budget. This year, it looks like we're going to be $51,000 short. Andrew is the director of the Lone Cone Library in Norwood in San Miguel County. A large part of that shortfall, say county officials, is due to a delay in tax payments from Paradox Resources, an oil and gas company that operates in the county. Their 2019 taxes were due by April 2020. That money helps fund local tax districts like the library, but the company didn't pay when they were supposed to. By late 2020, they owed over a quarter million dollars in 2019 taxes. That is a relatively significant amount. That's Jan Stout, the county treasurer and public trustee responsible for tax collection. The coronavirus pandemic is one of the reasons Paradox wasn't able to pay the taxes on time, says Todd Brooks, the company's CEO. Pandemic combined with, and probably caused, so yeah, um, but combined with supernaturally low product prices. Eventually, Paradox was able to enter into an agreement with the county to pay off the taxes in installments. But under that plan, the full amount won't be paid off until December 2021. And if Paradox will still be paying off the 2019 taxes in late 2021, I asked Brooks if the company is confident they won't also fall behind on the 2020 taxes. Barring catastrophes, I feel that the the company is is in a good place. Paradox is a private company and didn't provide any documentation about its financial health. Mary Ellen Denemy is more skeptical. She's an accredited petroleum accountant and master analyst in financial forensics. She's helped Colorado counties collect oil and gas taxes for over a decade. I told her the Paradox story and asked for her opinion. 
I mean, they might be able to find an investor that will keep them running, but that's usually the first line. When they can't pay their taxes, they don't have the money to keep functioning. In response to Denemy's comments, Walter Daniel, vice president and senior counsel for Paradox, notes the company is confident its business plan will generate enough revenue to pay all taxes. But he also adds, quote, there are a lot of variables that are outside of our control. We are trying our best, unquote. Denemy points to Ursa, a natural gas drilling company operating in other parts of the state that owed over $6 million in overdue taxes to Colorado counties when it filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in September. That's an extreme example. There hasn't been a wave of similar bankruptcies, but it has been a hard year for other Western Slope producers, according to Chelsea Mira. Mira is the executive director of the Western Slope Colorado Oil and Gas Association. 2020, she says, has been a roller coaster for the industry. Uh, it's definitely been a hardship for many of our operators over here. Denemy sees the potential for choppier waters ahead. 2021, she predicts, could be even worse for producers than 2020 if demand doesn't improve. This year, she notes, support from the federal government was key for a lot of producers. A lot of that money went into the companies to kind of keep them afloat for this year, but that's like gone and done. So April of this coming year might be even worse than it was last year. That kind of disruption could have a huge impact in Colorado. According to a 2019 report by the Colorado Oil and Gas Association, as of 2017, the industry was responsible for $13.5 billion of Colorado's GDP and $1 billion in taxes. Denemy thinks Colorado should develop a rainy day fund for oil and gas tax revenue that collects money in good years to reduce the impact of bad years. Other states, such as New Mexico and Oklahoma, have similar funds. But in Colorado, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, or TABOR, prevents that. Under TABOR, governments have to return any excess revenue to taxpayers rather than save it. So for now, local tax districts just have to plan around the revenue uncertainty. Carrie Andrew says the Lone Cone Library is budgeting more conservatively. Those are real things that we're looking at, cutting programming, cutting materials and resources that we provide, and cutting hours that were open. A chain of uncertainty connects the fate of oil and gas in the ground to a library book on a shelf. But over the months this story has played out, at least one thing has become a little less uncertain. According to Jan Stout, the San Miguel County Treasurer and Public Trustee, in the fall, Paradox paused their installments and requested a new payment plan that pushed back the original timeline. Now, instead of being paid off in December 2021, the taxes won't be paid off until April 2022, two years after they were first due. For KOTO and Telluride, I'm Matt Hoish. This story is part of a series with the Rocky Mountain Community Radio Collective about fossil fuel usage in the West. Stay tuned for more stories like this one from other reporters from across the region.